Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Utena, and today I'll be giving you an introduction to the Akashics. The Akashics is a name derived from the Sanskrit word Akasha, and it refers to the base substance of the universe. This is the substance by which the universe is made and that retains a record of all that has ever occurred to everything that has ever existed. Scientists in various fields are beginning to find evidence that confirms the existence of Akasha and are beginning to see it as an actual field as omnipresent as gravity and the electromagnetic field. It's currently discussed in the various scientific communities as the information field that underlies everything and as a force that holds all things together. Long before the scientific method gave us tools to learn about our world, indigenous cultures on every continent knew of its existence. Medicine elders, mystics, shamans, gurus, druids, and all types of holy people spent a great deal of their time and resources attempting to reach it consciously, to channel the information and energy they experienced there, and to bring back the wisdom that they've acquired through those travels. Each in their own way have done so, bringing healing, insight, and a better life to all who have known them, read their teachings, or even heard about them. While science currently sees the Akashics as a field of information to be studied, people experience the Akashics as a place, a multifaceted realm that can be traveled to and explored. In that realm is the library, where the records of all things are kept, including each individual's personal soul book. This book is the history of everything your soul has ever done and the plans for it during this lifetime. This book can be read in order to receive further understanding of who you are today and the purpose and goals your soul has set for you. There are also books for businesses, geographic places, buildings, and much, much more. In the Akashics reside souls, which are not currently experiencing embodied life, spirits which work within the Akashics, and guides which aid people in their embodied lives. It's a place where you can be introduced consciously to the guides who are assigned to help you throughout your life, or for specific projects, or time periods, and interact with them. You may communicate with them directly, and learn how they can communicate with you. In the past hundred years, as our world has moved closer to a new age, more and more people have begun to experience heightened awareness of the connectedness of all things, the earth, politics, and personal interactions. More have felt a calling to seek out ways in which to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. Many talented people have found that they can reach the Akashics and read the information there in order to help others, the most renowned of which being Edward Casey. Hundreds have become readers and have helped thousands to learn more about themselves and how to be their best and highest selves. The Akashics, or the Akashic field, is the energy field which holds the template for how the universe, micro to macro, should work as well as the ongoing record of how it has been and how it is now. Just as light is both a wave and a particle, the Akashics is both an active force like gravity, which keeps everything in the perfect balance so that life can flourish and the planets can dance amongst each other, but it is also a place which we interact with daily or weekly in the normal course of sleep. It's the place we go to reconnect with our soul, our teachers and guides, our angels and guardians, where we regroup, process, learn, and come back refreshed. Now, in the 21st century, the Akashics are no longer for the few, but are open to everyone who seeks to find the answers to their questions and to act on what they find, 
In fact, what most people don't know is that they've always been open to everyone. Every living human being accesses the Akashics normally while they're sleeping. Those dreams that seem just a bit more real and coherent than the others, where you're talking with someone you know but don't recognize their face, that's the Akashics. You were there. That dream where you were happiest in that special place where the world is perfect, that's you and the Akashics. That dream where you wake up having figured out the answer to the nagging question magically out of nowhere, yep, that's the Akashics too. You're a natural. You're in. I hear a lot from people who are interested in learning how to do readings in the Akashics, or have been trying to learn how to read in the Akashics from books or from trainings they've received from teachers. I've learned over time to just sit back and listen while they describe their experiences and frustrations with their experience, because usually the first thing we have to work through in the conversation is what are they really talking about? Words have meaning, but they don't mean the same thing to everyone, and many people have a muddied understanding about the terms they're using. So before I can really dig into what they're talking about, I have to back up and clarify the words they're using. Here are some that cause a great deal of confusion for people. The Akashics. It's a realm where spirits dwell. It's immense, contains everything you can imagine and most things you can't, and for the most part is not a learning center for embodied beings as we're led to believe. Humans access a very small portion of this realm while embodied. Another term is Akashic records. These are records, or ongoing living diaries, of all the activities of all things existing. They're contained and maintained within the Akashic Library, which is a place within the Akashics. The Akashic Library, as a term, is referring to a place where Akashic records are kept, and while immense, it's only a very small portion of the Akashics. It's available to embodied beings at all times, and it's staffed with beings to help in retrieving available information. Now, an Akashic record, in referring to a human being, is actually a soul book. This is the specific ongoing living diary associated with an embodied human being. This is you, and you have full access to it at any time. Once people are clear on the terminology being used, it makes more sense why they use the term reading when we talk about retrieving information from a record. Whether you understand this as accessing information like a computer retrieves it, or like reading a book with pages, the information is accessed through an active process that the reader employs. However, the second difficulty comes when people start describing how they access this information in the Akashic Library. For the most part, people they speak to don't actually read records in the Akashic Library or anywhere else, even if they think they do. Instead, they open themselves up to an unknown realm that they've been told is the Akashics, and ask for information, then open themselves to revelation and wait for it to be provided. If they're successful, a spirit being of some kind imparts information to them which is hopefully some kind of answer to their question, although this might not be the case. While this is a valid method of spiritual learning, it's not reading. This form of communication is called channeling or mediumship. Reading a record in the Akashic Records requires quite a different skill set and is somewhat akin to doing research in a library such as we experience them here in Embodied Life. It's an active skill that requires you to search out the record you're looking for, 
be somewhat of an investigator by researching the information within the record, and then apply that information to the matter at hand. I find that using healing diagnostic skills is also helpful for my readings because it helps me correlate the information in the book with the client's embodied expression. At times, I do employ channeling during a reading if a guide or a soul partner wishes to communicate with me concerning information within the record, or if they have some message or wisdom for the client, but this is only a small fraction of any reading. Reading in the Akashic Records is an amazing and eye-opening experience that everyone has the ability to have consciously with study and practice. With time, it opens doorways to even more wondrous discoveries, and the possibilities are endless. Souls are taught the difference between thought forms, creation, and conscious existence. In a realm where thoughts are energy and therefore manifest as form, which dissolves once the thought has concluded, and the thinker has moved on, a distinction has to be learned between temporary thought forms and existing forms which are unaffected by thought. For example, souls can appear in forms that represent concepts or that aid communication, such as when speaking to a newly reintegrating soul. Beings that have already returned may take on the image of their most recent incarnation, which is recognizable to their returning loved ones. This is not their true form, and dissolves as soon as the need for recognition and reassurance is met. It's a thought and a feeling that recreates the loving bond between the individuals and changes as easily as the next thought occurs. It's a temporary form that is not self-sustaining. Creating actual forms that retain matter, which fit into ecosystems which are adequately adapted to consciousness, is quite a different process. Those who journey consciously to the Akashics find the distinction between thought forms and conscious existing forms rather startling at times, as they must become reacquainted with this type of existence. Our teachers and guides utilize thought forms to help us understand their message and to reacclimate us to this kind of communication. We're therefore most aware of the surprising familiarity of beings, items, and places that we experience there as things are made to appear as recognizable beings and items from this life, mostly when we first start consciously working with the Akashics in any embodied life. We also quickly become aware of our own skills at changing perception, which makes what we experience have a dreamlike quality, as images change, expand, fill in, morph, and become from visit to visit. Yet what can be most startling is the realization that the majority of what is being seen and experienced is not thought form, but consciously existing forms. Architecture, geography, beings are not just there for us, but for all, and all who journey there experience them. The Akashic Library exists for all, and while it's immense, and therefore personal experiences of it may vary, it exists as a static structure, available to all, and its form and function do not change over time, nor are they influenced by individuals who experience them. The same can be said for the Temple of Life. Created forms cannot be changed by thought. Wishes do not create buildings, and dreams do not change a being's true nature. Each being, each creation, has its own soul, its own suchness, and lives by its own rules of becoming. The act of creation, creating a new form, takes specialized skills and training that only some souls undertake to learn. 
animating that creation is the purview of souls as each of us is experiencing through the act of embodiment. Each soul learns to differentiate between thought forms and consciously existing forms, such as the Akashic Library, and to discern the nature of creation. And this is just a broad sampling of what general soul education entails. And that's all the time we have this week. So next week, we'll continue with this introduction to the Akashics and begin to explore how to determine what is really the Akashics and what's just stuff you've made up in your head. Bye.